in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! You know what time it is. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic. My favorite times of the year. I, Mitch, this is when basketball gets really, really, really fun. Really fun. Like a, a metric shit ton of fun is how <laughs> wow. much fun this gets. Wow. Welcome to Canada. We use the metric system on the sports hour. Uh, exactly. so, <laughs> but yes, uh, speaking of Canada, we have the Toronto Raptors. The first, you know, the NBA Finals are in Canada. They're out of the United States. It's a ton of fun. We had game one last night, Thursday night, which was a fun game and, a, and an interesting game in a lot of ways. So we want to talk about that. Uh, and then look at the series as a whole. Uh, we've both put our predictions for the series outcome out in the social media atmosphere, but we'll talk about that and uh, just kind of what we see happening over the course of this series. But let's start with, Mitch, a very interesting game one. I thought the Warriors would win this game. I, I don't know what you thought, but, but how did you feel watching this game and ultimately Toronto uh, getting their first ever finals victory in their first ever finals appearance? I honestly thought, like, the score was kind of close, right? What was it, 118-109? final yeah. score the game wasn't really even close the whole game like toronto just seemed even though it comparatively they scored pretty close quarter to quarter the game never really got no team really jumped ahead by a whole lot throughout the whole game it really seemed like toronto was in control the entire game and yeah. i i think that might have been a little bit of just game one hype like Toronto hosting their first ever NBA Finals games. Fun fact, by the way, the first professional basketball game, which would become the NBA, was held in Toronto. So I just want to point that out. Oh, oh, yeah, the oh, Toronto you know, Huskies drop, dropping nuggets, Mitch. I see you. Toronto Huskies played the New York Knicks, which they lost, America. Um, <laughs> but it, it never felt like Toronto was ever out of control of this game. It felt like they just from the tip off. Which, by the way, Jordan Bell hit the weight room, dude. I mean, <laughs> you're getting out tipped by an old ass Mark Gasol. I no Siakam tipped that game actually. I think Siakam might have tipped off. So yeah, okay, good. You got out tipped by Siakam. Good on you. <laughs> but the it it. I honestly thought the Warriors going to win this game one as well. But from the very beginning, you could just tell that the Raptors were playing with a certain fire that was going to be hard to put out. And I don't think the Warriors... Uh, can they win without KD? Absolutely they can. They did it before without KD. With the same core group of guys. 
But it's going to be a tough fire to put out in Toronto. And I think this series is going to be a lot more competitive than what we initially thought. I mean, over or under, Dallin, let's just do this right now. A little game. Over or under, one and a half wins for Toronto. Because I probably would have taken the under. But now I think I'm taking the over. Really? And I think I'm taking the over fairly comfortably here. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I had Warriors in six is what I thought. Uh, and I thought they would leave Toronto split. I thought, you know, Golden State would win game one, but Toronto ends up winning game one. I still think the Warriors win game two, but I thought this was going to be a competitive series throughout. Uh, and, and surprising to me is the amount of people that are actually predicting Toronto to win the series. Like, there are a lot of people that Paul are predicting Pierce, Toronto. Jay-Lose and Chauncey Billups yeah. predicted Raptors. And, and a lot Chauncey of people Billups I know. <laughs> but a lot of people I know and a lot of media members are picking Toronto to win, which seems foolish to me because the Warriors have been here five years in a row. And out of the four previous years, they won three. And the only time they lost is when uh, they blew a, a, a historic three, one lead. I mean, it, we know how that happens. So I, I think it's foolish to underestimate the Warriors, but I also think it's foolish to underestimate the Raptors and say, oh, it's, you know, five games. You know, the Warriors are just going to win. I still think the Warriors will win, but this is a very good team that's playing very good basketball. I mean, they got past the best team in the league in Milwaukee last series in six games. And guys like Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet are stepping up young players to complement the run that Kawhi Leonard has had in this playoffs, which has been unreal. So this is a very talented Toronto team. And I think it's foolish to underestimate this series. I, it's going to go six games, at least, if not seven. It, this is a tight matchup. And uh, this is a slog for the Warriors. This is maybe their toughest test they've had. Uh, and, and especially when you consider the injury to Kevin Durant. Absolutely. I mean, definitely. Um, I think the KD injury is taking more of a toll than what people thought. I still think they can win this series without KD. But let's be honest, that's a big piece to take away from any team, regardless of how talented you are. You take yeah. Kevin Durant out of that rotation, and that's, I mean, that's like taking, that's like taking, I don't even know. Matt Ryan away from the Falcons. This team still has enough talent to do it, but they're not quite where they are. That that might be a bad example. I don't know what example you could do. Use. Well, to be honest, Kevin Durant was probably playing like the best player in the world before he got injured. So, I mean, no, he was lights out. Yeah. That's basically what we're taking away. And this is, like you said, obviously, it's still a very talented Warriors team that, you know, you know, was able to rebound against Houston and get get past Portland easily without Kevin Durant. But he is still a top three player in the world. So you're still missing that, you know, with them injured. And as good as you are, like you said, I mean, that's a guy that you have to stick Kawhi on him if KD's playing. And KD's still going to get his 25 points a game. And he's also good defensively. Like, the impact he has all across the board, obviously, is huge. So... I, it'll be Mitch. Do you think Kevin Durant's going to come back and play in this series? We found out today he's not playing in game two for sure. So do you think he comes back at some point? Oh, that's a good question. Cause I don't think he's back in golden state next year. 
I don't know if he really wants to do anything that's going to jeopardize his value on the market. Well, and that's, I don't think, yeah. I mean, why would you want to injure yourself when you're already out the door? You've won two championships. Uh, If they go down three, nothing, he sure as hell ain't coming back. I think they go down two, nothing and he's not coming back. Really? Okay. So a second and he's not coming back. Let's say it's three, three game seven in Toronto. Kevin Durant's like six sixty five percent right like he could play if he really wanted to and be okay obviously there's risk included but like this is like you know one game to win it all do you think he comes back or do you think he's just like not worth it for me (laughs) I mean that would be crazy right that he came to Golden State to win championships and then elects to sit out an entire finals instead of risking injury before free agency. That would be a, that would be a pretty crazy turn of events. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could really make a definitive call on that. I think that would be, that's, that's a tough decision to make, especially like you said, when you left another team who was on the rise to come to a team to win championships, you've won two. I don't know if there's, I don't know if Katie's satisfied with two though. I think he wants to win more. And I think that's why he's trying to reposition himself. So if he has a shot at a third, maybe he comes back or maybe he thinks, no, I can go get a third somewhere else. I mean, that's kind of where I'm sitting with this is it's really too early to call a situation like that. I think we get to like a game six where maybe they're down three, two. Mm, yeah. I think he's coming back in that game. You think he comes back in a game six? They're down. Yeah. If you really care about all the work you put in all season and like, like forget about your team, forget about your teammates, think about yourself. You put in a bunch of work this season to be good, to get to this position. And yeah, you're injured. Everybody's injured at this point of the year. It's been a long ass season. You've played a hundred games. So like everybody's hurt, but like, at this point, when it matters most, you're just going to be like, nah, I'm good. I'm planning on going to New York anyways. I don't care. Like, like, no, no, you got you to gotta suit up. You got to play. There's just no way in my mind. And, and I would lose a lot of respect if I found out he could play and he just chose not to. Yeah, I, I think I might be with you on that one. Just like the whole reason you came here was to win championships. And now you have a shot at a third. You've already won three your two. Three in a row. A three. You have a, you have a shot at that, and you're not going to play. That's That might be weaker than his move to Golden State. Oh, 100%. That I, might I be 100% weaker. agree with you. That would be weaker than his move to Golden State because that's the whole reason you put yourself in this controversial spot to begin with, exactly. and now you're going to make an even weaker move by sitting out a chance to win another championship. And don't at me. That's weak. That is, <laughs> I agree. Mitch, let's go back to game one before we start looking big picture here. Let's talk about Toronto. Toronto got the win on the back of Pascal Siakam, who is one of my favorite young players. I talked about him quite a few times this year. And in 40 minutes, 14 of 17 from the field, 32 points, eight rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two, and two blocks. Uh, you look at like, the list of, you know, performances in your first ever playoff game. This is one of the better ones. This is one of the better performances in somebody's first finals appearance. Uh, what did you think of Pascal Siakam in this game? And then what Toronto did uh, to get the victory against Golden State? 
I mean, he made it very clear he was the best player on the floor that night. Um, and I might even go out on a limb and say that he might be a the top a top three player in the series if this continues. Um, I think that this was he is he is seizing the opportunity that he has. And you know what? I think this Raptors team, not just Siakam, but they're all in on this because who knows if Kawhi is going to come back. Yeah. I think, I think the majority of people want to see Kawhi go back to Toronto, even if they lose this series because they're so close this time. And I would say Siakam is a top three player in this series right now. Now, I mean, I mean, 30, there's a 30, almost 40 minutes on the floor. So he was high usage, like you said, 32 points, but his dominance running the floor is what blew my mind. He ran the floor extremely well. Yeah. Extremely athletic player. Uh, Great defensively. And I mean, it was just, he was the MVP of last night and there wasn't anyone even close. And it shows that the Raptors can lean on a guy even when Kawhi isn't the best guy on the floor. Well, and that's what you need at this stage. And that was my biggest worry about Toronto overall was, yes, they have Kawhi, but who's the second guy? Like when when a team shuts down Kawhi, who steps up? And in your head, it's Kyle Lowry, but Kyle Lowry has always been inconsistent in the playoffs and has felt and has failed to perform at a high level. So you can't trust that guy. And then if you're not, if it's not Kyle Lowry, then yeah, you're putting your faith in a 25 year old Pascal Siakam who's been playing basketball for like six years, you know, or it's Fred Van Fleet off the bench. And both of those guys showed up today. Uh, but you, you, you got to wonder I mean, you're not going to get that every game. So you're, I mean, you're gonna need the, you're gonna have the games where Kawhi needs to score forty, uh, and you might get games like this. I mean, F- Fred Van Fleet off the bench, fifteen points, five of eight shooting. You know, he was huge off the bench for them in thirty-three minutes. That was the fourth most on the team. So uh, I think this game basically was best case scenario for the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard struggled, especially early. Uh, ended up with 23 points because of his ability to get to the free throw line, but five of 14 from the field. Uh, Lowry was two for nine in the game, only ended up with seven points. So your two big guys struggled, but Marcus all six of 10, he was huge. Uh, obviously Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, Danny Green was solid with 11 points. So this was like the best case scenario. You know, you had struggles from your top guys, but the rest of the team stepped up. Now, this is not the formula to win, though. And that's where, you know, in game two, Siakam's not going to be 14 of 17. I mean, mean, like, no one's coming close to that again. So, can you still win when those guys aren't, you know, having great games? And that's where I still think the Warriors, because of the depth and the star power they have, are ultimately going to prevail. Yeah, I mean... And let's be honest, the, the Warriors weren't very careful with the ball last night. 16 turnovers. Yeah, a lot um, of turnovers. And if Lowry, who's got great handles and usually is very smart with the ball, limits his turnovers, we're looking at single-digit turnovers for the Raptors, and that really is what tells the tale for this for this game one, is turnovers and yeah. timely turnovers. Uh, turno- points off turnovers. The Raptors were very efficient. Um, and scoring points off turnovers. And uh, let's just mention this, by the way, 
the Raptors did this using basically seven guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It was the starters, Van Fleet and Ibaka. Yeah. Norman Powell and Pat McCaw played like a combined 10 minutes. Yeah. So, or 11 minutes. So, um, the depth is what worries me. And like, like kind of like along the same lines as what you were saying, where, you know, who do you lean on when a guy's off? Um, the Warriors have guys they can lean on when they're off. Sean Livingston has shown to step up when needed to be. Um, Draymond Green has stepped up when Clay Thompson or Steph Curry are struggling. Andre Iguodala has stepped up. Um, he had that weird leg thing last night, so I don't know if, if that's going to hinder him for the rest of the series or not. Uh, Jonas Rebko, uh, I wish he would just stop shooting the ball sometimes, but he actually played very well. Um, I don't know if the Raptors have a whole lot of those guys like the Warriors do. And so I think look, nurse, Nick Nurse is going to have to figure out how to use the other guys on the bench and broaden himself a little bit because you can't ride those guys, you know, Kawhi Leonard, 43 minutes, Pascal Siakam, just under 40, Lowry, Lowry played 36, Van Vliet played 33 off the bench. You're going to have to lean on some other guys. You can't ride those seven and expect to go the distance here because I, I think, think it will go to the distance. Well, and I think that's the plan, to be honest. I mean, there's not – you look at the rest of their bench – I mean, there's nobody there that I trust in the playoffs. And, and when push comes to shove in the elimination games, it's six to eight, maybe seven guys that you're really relying on. But this is going to do better for the Warriors on the long term in the, in the series because they ended up playing 11 guys. And everybody had at least eight minutes. They only had three players over 30 minutes as opposed to the six that Toronto had. So they're going to be a little more rested. They've obviously, they've had more rest, uh, you know, nine games in between the end of the Portland series and game one of the finals. Uh, and I think, you know, the Warriors may be playing a little bit of a long game here. The Raptors trying to get two wins in Toronto. The Warriors taking some time, being patient, you know, hoping to steal one before they end up in Oakland. So, well, they- and, 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 you know, Golden State has to figure out how to spread out KD's 40 40 minutes that have yeah. those 40 minutes have to go somewhere. So they have to distribute them in a different place. So maybe what that's why. You... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, maybe that's why the higher usage off the bench. It, it, that's what makes sense to me. So. Yeah. It's feeling out who, who who's going to fit in that six, seven guys that it ultimately gets to. What did you think of starting Jordan bell? I uh, only ended up playing 12 minutes. I liked the move. I liked going small to start. Uh, you know, I talked about this with Bobby on Simple Man Radio, uh, that going small is going to limit how much Toronto can use Mark Gasol. Uh, he has been better playing out on the perimeter, but ultimately he's big and he's a little slow. So you know, going small with Looney and Bell is going to be uh, really beneficial for the Warriors. I liked Bell played 12 minutes. Looney played 28. I would have liked to see a little more from Jordan Bell, but I was glad to see him starting and and the Warriors trying to utilize the small lineups. I think that's what their mo is going to be for this series. Um, just because Boogie's not, he has he didn't play a full year, and then he got hurt again, and right. so he's not fully healthy. I don't think he's a hundred percent. I think he's just no. playing because he wants to. Oh, yeah, um, it's, the, is, it's the finals. That's why he came. That's why he yeah, came this, to the Warriors was to play in the finals. You know, exactly. So. This is his shot, and so. Uh, 
which commendable, but I don't know if you can get more than 12 minutes out of the guy yeah. because he's still got that torn quad that he's got to do. 100%. Well, no also, way he's, he's, there's no way he's fully healed from that since April 14th or whatever he tore it. So mm-hmm. there's no well, way he's fully healed from that. But. And Boogie is playing for a contract. I mean, he, yeah. he elected to go to the Warriors because he wasn't going to get a lot of money. He, it hasn't been the, seri- the, the season he has hoped for, but ultimately, if he can show enough in this finals that, like, hey, I'm healthy and I can get back to that level, I mean, he's playing for a contract next year. So this is huge for him to get out there and be productive. I thought he looked okay. Obviously, he only played, like, eight minutes. Um, and I think that that is a good guy to have off the bench when the Raptors are going heavy with Mark Gasol because that's a guy that's similar size that I think can uh, defensively match up well with Mark Gasol, and hopefully Boogie can bring that off the bench for them when they need it. Well, and let's be honest. like This is, this is a move to purely take advantage of Mark Gasol's lack of athleticism. Right. Like, all, of the, all of the Golden State big men are are athletes they're athletic they move really well they might be a little undersized but they move really well mark gasol is just a big man he's a Mm -hmm. big man that plays basketball well but he's not an athlete he lacks that athleticism and so i think they're trying to take advantage of that and that's a solid move that's that's a very solid move and a smart move um pat mccall's got some got some athleticism but he's a 10 he's a 10 minute a game guy so Mm -hmm. you don't he's not that's not a guy you really have to worry about so um, I think I like the move starting Jordan Bell. I think that Boogie will get used a little bit more going further into the series. Um, but like I said, no more than 12 minutes, I don't think, just because I think that's physically probably where he's at. I mean, with the, that type of energy or that type of injury, you can't really put more out than that. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he's used in the rest of the series. So let's look at Sunday. Sunday, game two in Toronto. Mitch, uh, if the Warriors go down 2-0, that's a pretty big deal. So that being said, do you think the Warriors bounce back and get a win and tie up the series? Or do you think Toronto's riding a wave of momentum? That home crowd, by the way, is on fire and the entire city is on fire, and I love it. The energy is crazy, so that must be a ridiculously tough place place to play. So an obvious advantage with the home court for Toronto, but what do you see happening in game two? You know what? I, I'm, I still got the Warriors winning this series. I couldn't tell you how many games it is after, after watching it last night, and I couldn't tell you if it's going to go six or seven. I still got the Warriors winning the series, but I think the Raps come away with game two. I oh, think they okay. go up 2-0. I think they're going to ride the high on that high-energy crowd in Scotiabank Arena. Um, that, I mean, this is an emotional win for them. First win and first finals win in um, team history. I think they're going to ride that high. I think Kawhi has a better game. I think Siakam has it a comparable game. I think, I don't know if he's quite there as a player to repeat what he did last night in back-to-back games, but I think he has a comparable game. I think this is going to be a good series for this guy, for this kid. Um, and Fred Van Fleet is going to have another double digit game off the bench, um, and play a very big role. And, uh, I think this is, it might be an OT game. I'm going to, I'm just going to go on a limb. Screw it. OT game. It's going to be a shootout. In this game, both teams scoring 120 plus. 
Uh, Steph Curry and Clay are going to go lights out, but I think that that energy in Scotiabank Arena is just so high, and it's making it a very tough place to play that I think the Raps ride the high of that energy and take game two. I like it. I like it. I, I think the Warriors will win this game. Like I said, I think they're going to leave Toronto split 1-1. So I'm going to go Warriors in a close game, you know, probably five or six points, uh, but ultimately prevailing. I think we're going to see big games from Steph and Clay. Like you said, uh, I, you know, probably combining for 60 points. And, you know, Siakam's going to get, you know, still probably have like 20 points, but I think they're going to be able to limit more of what he can do. Uh, they're going to figure out something defensively. I think Draymond's got to do a better job guarding Siakam, uh, and that's going to leave guys like Iguodala and Clay Thompson to have to step up on Kawhi. So, uh, yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win this game and end up 1-1 in the series going back to Oakland. So, Mitch, let's look at the series as a whole, because we already talked about this a little bit uh, with KD, but there are some big decisions looming over this series. We have two superstars, the two best players in this series, arguably Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, who it seems will no longer be on their respective teams come the beginning of next season. Katie's been linked with the Knicks. It seems like that's almost a foregone conclusion. And Kawhi, the same could be said about the Los Angeles Clippers. So do you think that the way this series shakes out will determine whether those guys leave or not? I think let's start with KD here. Uh, I think KD is leaving regardless of what happens, but I want to know your thoughts. You're shaking your head. Yes. Yeah. I think he's gone regardless. Um, win or lose. Even win if or they, lose. what if they get swept in four games? He's then still he, gone. He'll have his games. He'll, well, if, he, if they get swept in four, he'll have his bags packed by the end of game three. Okay. <laughs> I, he, he's not even going to the, the arena for game four. He's just going to watch it at home. No, I think, um, honestly, he's been a little disrespectful about this thing, this whole really? situation. Think I, so? th I think so. I, this is a team that brought you in, knew they were going to get criticized for bringing a guy like you in. They brought you in to make put that team over the edge as undoubtedly the best team in the NBA they give you two championships and then you treat them like this. And I think, I mean, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's not coming back. If he does, I'll be shocked. I think, New York, I think New York's a good fit for him because they tend to like to disrespect people in that. <laughs> you make it sound like such a sacrifice for the Warriors to sign like one of the best players in the league, Kevin Durant. Like, oh, good for them. Well, put him over like, the luxury like tax. They, didn't they, it? they helped. They helped that poor homeless guy out. Oh no, wait, that's actually Kevin Durant, who's won an MVP. Well, <laughs> like, put him over the luxury tax to bring him in, didn't it? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, they, they spent a lot of money on the guy. Every single team in the NBA would have signed Kevin Durant, so it's not like it's like, oh, okay, we'll take a shot on this guy. I mean, well, but you know what? They knew they were gonna. They knew they were gonna get shit for signing him. Yeah, they, they knew I mean, it. And they, and they still went for it. And, I mean, I commend him. It was a weak move on Kevin Durant's part. Looking back, smart, because now you get your championships. Right. To not even, I mean, not even really entertain the idea of coming back and start talking with other guys on other teams and start thinking about moving somewhere else. Like, I understand in that league, you have to look out for number one. Uh -huh. But the come on, don't be so disrespectful. 
Okay, Mitch doesn't like the KD disrespect. I I agree he's gone no matter what. Uh, it it feels like New York, the Knicks is the place, and I, I like that for him. It'll be fun to see him in the Eastern Conference make that conference even more competitive. Uh, and just the, the, the idea of him in New York and the Big Apple teaming up with what will be another superstar there, we don't really know who, well, uh, will, will be really interesting. And I hope, that's, I hope that's how it shakes out. I hope the Warriors don't keep him and he goes on to the Knicks because it kind of balances things out a lot more in the NBA. So are we, are we going to see Kyrie and KD both play in New York next year? No. So mo- right now it seems like Kyrie doesn't want to go to the Knicks. He is pretty open to going to Brooklyn. Well, and he's also kind of what I meant, but oh, okay. Brooklyn's so in New York. So, right. Okay. So I just want to make sure that we're <laughs> talking about, cause Katie yeah. and Kyrie both going to the Knicks was the storyline for a lot of this season. But yeah. now it looks like Kyrie wants his own team again and doesn't want to team up with the Kevin Durant. Though Kyrie is also open to the idea of going to the Lakers and rejoining LeBron, which is an even crazier like right. move out of it all. But yeah, I think ultimately it'll be Kyrie in Brooklyn and KD in 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 uh in New York with the Knicks and that would be a ton of fun. I mean, you know, I don't know I mean, I don't know what the what Boston's financial situation is like. I feel like they have a lot of rookie contracts on the table still. They do. Yeah, they have a ton. And they're now Kyrie's contract is up. He's out. KD Oh, KD to Boston. That would be interesting. See, that's the thing that nobody talks about. With with Boston, if Kyrie moves on, then yeah, they're in contention for one of these Supermax kind of guys. They'll have the money. They'll have the money to do it. And, you know, they're they're trying to to get rid of Al Horford or Gordon Hayward's contracts, which is, you know, t- about 20 million, I think, or I, Gordon's maybe 30. So, I mean, that free up even more space there. I know Morris, whichever one of the Morris brothers they have, <laughs> gets paid a decent amount. I don't yeah. remember which one. I think it's Marcus. I think they have Marcus. Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anywho, so, yeah, Boston could be in play for some guys too. It's going to be interesting. But, yeah, I, I think we're both on the same page. KD out of Golden State, and it seems like the Knicks is a spot, and we both like that. So, Kawhi. Kawhi is an even more interesting scenario. He's this mm-hmm. one-year rental with Toronto. They make this big trade in, in the offseason to get him. They trade away one of their franchise icons and DeMar DeRozan for a shot at this thing. And here they are in the finals. It worked. Congratulations, Toronto's organization. It worked. You got to your first finals. Like, whether he leaves or not, that was a successful trade. But I can't see how if Kawhi and the Raptors win the finals, he still leaves. Like, how could you win a championship with the team and say, you know what, though? There's a better opportunity for me somewhere else. Like, you just won the championship. That's the best opportunity you could have. Why would you leave that to go to another team and try to make that work? So, to me, that's illogical. But we know with Kawhi, when he has his mindset on something, he's going to do it. So, Mitch, what do you think? Do you think there's any chance that Toronto winning or competing in this finals can sway him to stay or do you think he his mind is elsewhere and no matter what that's where he's going i'm with you i don't see how Kawhi could leave after they win the finals but also even if they lose the finals i don't see how he could leave he has been fully embraced by this city 
This is his team. It is no one else's. He has cemented himself as the Kyrie in Toronto or the LeBron James in Toronto. This is his team. If he goes somewhere else and tries to pair up with someone, someone like a KD, like let's say they just let's just I don't know financially if it makes sense, but let's just throw New York out there. Him and KD both go to New York. That's not his team. That's KD's team, and he has an opportunity to do this in Toronto. I don't know how you could walk away from Toronto, but I see it happening. I see it happening that someone offers him a, a super max that he can't turn down. And Toronto, I don't know financially if they're really prepared to offer someone a super max. They have. So, they, Toronto has the money to give him the contract that he wants. And ultimately, money's not going to sway him somewhere else. So that's where, to me, it's like if it's Los Angeles, he's been tied with the Clippers. If he goes to LA, and he joins with another superstar, it's not going to be somebody better than him. It's going to be like a Kemba Walker, or it's going to be like a Jimmy Butler. It's going to be somebody who's like second tier to Kawhi. So he will be like the guy. But like you couldn't make an argument that, that convinces me that the Clippers would be a better situation than staying in Toronto. Like you just can't. Like, like, like if him and Kemba were both there? Right. Like that's great. But like you think that's a better team than what you have in Toronto? The chemistry you have in Toronto? The great head coach you have? How about this? The ultimate gesture by this organization was to trade for you just if it meant they had you for a season. That's how much they want you there. And, and they, they were willing thought you to, would get them to the finals. Right, and, and you are. And they're willing to, like, if you leave, they're willing to just say thank you. They, they'll probably retire his freaking jersey, Mitch. They're, Kawhi so Leonard nice. is going to have his, his jersey hanging in the rafters of Nova Scotia Bank, whatever the hell the arena's name is. It's going to be hanging there after one season. So if that's the organization you're with right now, and they want to resign you, how could you leave that? Like, what better situation could you find yourselves than what Toronto Raptors offer you right now? I just don't see it. I mean, Canadians are so polite. They'll just go, okay, thank you for the NBA Finals. Now, you How, just go do what you're going to do, okay? You have to be a dick to, to, to pull off a move like that to some nice Canadian people. You can't. You can't <laughs> do that to the Canadians. You just can't do it to them. Oh, man. They sang Oh Canada last night with so much pride because they it was beautiful. Leonard. It was actually a very beautiful rendition. I'm not going to lie. It was very, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, it. The, the tenors, who's that who sung it? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, it was a very well done performance. I, I, I'm partial to the Star Sangled Banner. But of, co- of course. It was, was a very good rendition of O Canada. It was very beautiful. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know how you could do that. Like, morality wise, not even like, right. not even business wise. Like, morality says, no, you stick with this team at least through another contract, like a two-year. Like right, at least through a two-year. Listen, say, hey, Toronto would sign you to anything. To we got a shot to repeat. Let's try it next year. Doesn't work next year. Okay, my second year of my contract, I don't have to resign. I am now trade eligible. I could request a trade. Like just sign the two-year. Just sign he the two-year. Mitch, he could do the K. I never thought about this. Mitch, he could do the KD thing, which is the two-year contract yeah. with a player option for the second so just every can. summer he can just opt out and say i want a new contract or yeah he can say okay let's try this another year and see if we get back if they don't okay i'll opt out be a free agent like you're still in your prime that's it's, it's that simple 
Mitch, I actually think that's a legitimate option because I can't I should be a sports I, agent. I should be a sports <laughs> agent. I'm quitting the podcast. I'm putting my resignation right now. I'm going to be a sports agent. That's that's a smart move, right? Because I mean, maybe he doesn't want to commit long term to being in Toronto, and, and, and I mean that's reasonable. But yeah, let's do, then do the KD thing because KD is going to end up being in Golden State for three years and having the success he wanted. And when he wanted to leave, he could. And Kawhi could put himself in a similar situation to where maybe he ends up in another for another two years in Toronto, and then he says, "All right, like." You know, Lowry's old. You know, some of the pieces not not as good. So I'm gonna go somewhere else now. And then you're not you're not the bad guy in the end. You're not right. the bad guy in the end. And well, you're not the bad guy gonna... either way because he brought no. them to the finals. So exactly, like, he's a and god in their eyes. There's no such thing as bad guys in Canada. But <laughs> but let, I mean, let's say the two years are up and you win another championship and you get really close your third year, or yeah, you miss it the second year, but you get it the third year. You, you could resign again. And exactly. just say, give me the same contract. I mean, I don't know if there's anything that makes sense, at least in my mind, that he, other than staying in Toronto. Yeah. If he goes somewhere else, he's just setting himself, and they don't win the finals this year, he's just setting himself up not to win a final, in my mind. What if he joined Golden State? Plot twist. He replaces KD in Golden State. Weaker move than Durant. That would be way worse. Yeah, way, be way worse. You just lost to them in the finals, not even the Western Conference, <laughs> right, the right. finals. And you said, and you know what? KD's out. They got some money to spend. I'm going to go sign a two-year deal with a player option in the second yeah. year with Golden State and just go get another title. He just goes gets uh, KD's sloppy seconds. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I think what's interesting about this, though, Mitch, is even though you and I are the same page on this, we're also on the same page in the fact that we both think he's more more than likely gone. Despite the fact that it's illogical and I don't know how he could leave Toronto, if I had to put money on it today, I would say he's leaving. And that's I don't stupid. know if I'd put money on it. I don't know if I would. Well, I wouldn't either, but if I had to put money on one or the other, I would put money on him leaving. Sure, I mean... Okay. Which is what's crazy about this, is that's the more likely scenario, even though we just talked about this for five minutes, about how it makes no sense. It, it's weird. Yeah, it, no, it, it is weird. <laughs> like, him playing in LA, I think, is more likely than him playing in Toronto. But it makes no sense. Yep. Not as a Laker, by the way, as a Clipper. Right, as a Clipper. As a Clipper. And probably... You know what the Clips should do is probably just find a way to get John Wall because he's been oh. wanting out for a while. Yeah. But he also just suffered like a huge injury. Uh, he yeah. knows how he plays after that. That's a tough contract to take on. Hey, no, I mean, John okay, let's Wall just stick with Kemba. Just figure out a way to get Kawhi and Kemba in LA. I think at the Clippers, if he goes to the Clippers, the Clips get Kemba first then they get Kawhi. Oh, and try to I use think it that's going to be the, that's going to be the selling point for yeah. him. Yeah, you come play with Kemba and be part of this thing. That's what's going to get him there. But I really don't want him to leave Toronto. I really don't. I want him to stay in Toronto. Me too. Like really bad. Cuz I think this could be the start of something really good. Well, and imagine And, and if he, he leaves Toronto, Milwaukee is just going to start running away with things. They're well, going to be the Warriors of the East. Imagine an Eastern Conference with Kawhi in Toronto, Giannis in Milwaukee, KD in New York, and Kyrie in Brooklyn. It's on top West. of on top of Philadelphia, 
uh, Indiana, Boston. I mean, that's that's going to be a really good conference. And then you still have the West, which is still has Houston and Golden State and Denver and Utah and Portland and OKC. I mean, it's like, man, now both conferences look really good and really balanced. And there's good young teams coming up. There's teams at the top that are really competitive. There's superstars everywhere. I remember I mean, a couple of years ago when there was ideas getting thrown out of like, we need to do a competition draft because the West is being so over, like so overpowered now. And it's, and I was, I was, we weren't doing the podcast yet, but I remember hearing that and going like, just wait, just wait. It's all going to balance out. It'll it be, always does. look, now we have a very real scenario where like, it could be very, very even next year. Like, yeah, or arguably better in the East, depending on what happens. Let's say Boston yeah. gets one of these good guys to come there, you know? And then uh, it's like, yeah, you can... We're not see- even talking about the possibility of Clay not being in Golden State. What if he goes somewhere back East? Like, we're not even talking about that because his yeah. contract's up. He's done. So, like, does he not resign with Golden State if he goes back somewhere East? if he goes to Boston with Jason Tatum? I like that a lot. I mean, that would be fun. I like that a lot. And there's a lot of fun things to happen. And then when, one thing with Brooklyn, too, if Brooklyn signs Kyrie, then that means D'Angelo Russell's going to become a free agent. And now here's a 25-year-old point guard coming off his first All-Star appearance that's available for anybody. I mean, that just adds another piece into what is already a crazy free agency. And I love that the finals is, you know, at the, at the core of the finals is NBA free agency is, yes, this finals is great, but hovering over all of it is Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. And what this means, are they staying, are they leaving, how that changes the NBA, what happens this summer in free agency is going to change the NBA for the next five years. The dynamic of the NBA, the teams, the competitive, it's going to change everything over over the next five years, what happens this summer. And it's crazy that that is hanging over what is a great competitive series of basketball games and it's a lot of fun and i and i am enjoying it already and i look forward to continuing to join over the next week and a half and hopefully we get seven games and just a really fun finals matchup oh yeah i it's it's gonna be a really fun really fun series for the rest of the all seven that it goes so one loss to toronto hasn't uh hasn't tipped our scales we're both still on the warriors still on the warriors I think it's going to be a lot closer, though, than maybe what I had originally thought. Warriors, Warriors threw a first punch and landed it. Or the Raptors threw the first punch and landed that punch. Yep. Punched them right in the mouth. Now you gotta, now you got to stay on the throttle. If they let up, the Warriors will eat you alive. Yep. You have to stay on the throttle now. You can't let up. You just can't. Yeah, and, and the thing to remember here is – Golden State is a squad that is 100% comfortable with where they're at right now. They are in the finals. This is what they do. This is what they play for. This is, this is their territory. And so a, a game one loss to Toronto, I, I cannot believe phases them even one bit. I, and that's the thing that people have to remember. Like, this is a Golden State squad that knows what they're doing. I mean, they've been here five straight years. And right. they've only lost one of these series. So, I, 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 even if they go down 2-0, like, I still have confidence in this Warriors team and in just the experience that they have in the finals that, you know, there's only one other team that has ever gone to at least five straight finals in the, in the history of the NBA. So, what they've 
are doing is historic and precedent in my mind makes it so I can't not pick the Warriors. Like it just like I have to pick the Warriors. It makes it would be foolish not to. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense not to. Uh but until they prove me otherwise. I mean they've only lost one of these things in four tries. So you know five <laughs> odds are five, in their favor. So yeah, I or I guess yeah four total. This yeah, is exactly. Um, so yeah. Mitch anything else we want to talk about here with the finals? Nah, I'm good, man. I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Yeah, that is about it. Um, guys, we want to thank you for listening. Um, we got another episode. It'll be coming out soon. It's our one-year anniversary episode uh, where we revisit some of our um, favorite segments that we did on this um, podcast, and we celebrate being doing this for one year. That will probably be coming up after this episode because this one is a little bit more important so we want to get this one out first um but we guys we want to thank you for listening um you can go get at us on all the socials uh at twitter at sports hour at sports hour guys i just started tweeting again last night during uh the nba finals welcome um, back to twitter mitch welcome back i know <laughs> I, I feel so honored to be back um you can go follow us at instagram at the sports hour guys um I'm going to stop plugging the Facebook page um, <laughs> until we actually do it. <laughs> until we actually do it. We'll, we'll let you know when it happens. Um, so yeah, Twitter, Instagram, you can listen to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we want to thank you for being a part of this ride. And we will be talking to you very soon about this NBA finals again. Yeah, we are. I, I, we are both, here for this and it's fun and this is like one of my favorite times of the year nba finals is great uh i did a feature with our buddy bobby from simple man radio talk previewing the finals a couple days ago if you haven't checked that out feel free to check that out and and their uh podcast as well it's a lot of fun they've been doing kind of daily 20 minute episodes and uh so we you know we'll probably have him on or be on his throughout this nba finals uh, that we have coming up so so give them some love over there at simple man radio but Mitch, I think that's it. We will uh we'll catch you next week. See ya.